What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this is Brooke's Pick of the Month. And we're going to be talking about Old Boy from 2003. Yes. The original, not the remake. Yep. Um, what made you pick this movie? Uh, I just really wanted you to watch this movie. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean it's not so much a horror movie i'd say more definitely thriller mm-hmm. but uh it's a it's a revenge thriller yeah could yeah. say yeah kind of had feels of like upgrade which is a movie we did <clears throat> yeah. like not yeah. like a, not a similar movie but like in that vein where it's yeah yeah <clears throat> not really horror but mm-hmm. yeah yeah um yeah this is the first time watch for me as you kind of mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll save my thoughts on it. Right. <laughs> um, before we start talking about this movie, though, what have you been up to this week? I, well, before I do. Uh, oh, yes, I have to yeah. allow you. I wish you would just save that setting. I know. Sorry. Can you see that? Yep. Cool. Holy fuck, man. Uh, not as many movies as last week, but I did watch a few. Oh, you watched Luck. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I watched, I don't know, I've been feeling the comedies lately. Mm. Uh, so I watched Ted and Horrible Bosses. Nice. Both, I don't know if you call them guilty pleasure movies, because like they're not great, but... People uh, like them, though. I love them. I love both yeah. those. Jennifer Aniston and Horrible Bosses is like... Mm-hmm smoke show like <laughs> it's like charlie day in that movie i guess he's married so he can't really be like that but yeah oh my god <laughs> uh i rewatched arrival nice it's been quite a few years since i've seen it um so i want to revisit it and i really liked it this time around yeah i think it's a really good sci-fi movie mm-hmm. um i watched luck it's a new apple tv uh movie came out on friday Mm-hmm. um it was pretty good it was like by the makers of toy story and i guess it's like the first the animator in this it's his first non-disney movie i guess okay um the premise is really cool but i don't know it, it was just okay <laughs> it wasn't anything like special yeah I, don't know, I liked it but yeah um i watched Jurassic world fallen kingdom because i got in my uh Jurassic Park Ultimate Collection. That's fucking, yeah. Yeah. That uh, thing is so sick. Yeah, I, mean, I even got, like, a uh, certificate of authenticity, and it's, it's, like, I think I got, like, number 1,000-something out of, like, 5,000. Oh, know. wow. That's yeah. sweet. Um, yeah, so we watched Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, and actually it changed my rankings um, mm. from the last time we did it. So okay, I put it ahead of Dominion. Nice. So now Dominion, I mean, unfortunately, is my least favorite out of them. Um, I just think Fallen Kingdom is legit the scariest one out of the whole franchise. Mm. Like, there are some scenes in it where it's like, holy shit, like, the one guy literally gets his arm bitten off and, like, yeah. it shows it, like, they don't hold back. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I actually enjoyed it a lot this time. Nice. Yeah. Um, randomly watched Saint in the Rain. <laughs> I don't know why I was looking through comedies on Crave and saw this, but I was like, 
I throw this on like it's I know it's on the IMDb top 250 list. Yeah. And I haven't watched too many like old movies like this. Mm -hmm. And I really liked it. Um, If you don't know what the premise is, basically, it's like this silent film actor making the the transition from silent films to uh, talkies. Okay. Yeah. Um, Hmm. It's really good. Apparently, Gene Kelly, the guy that plays the main guy in the director, Mm -hmm. he's like a super perfectionist. Oh, really? And it has... uh, What's her name? Um, Carrie Fisher's mom. Um, oh, um, fuck. Can't think of her name. Well, let's click on this. Okay, well, that didn't help. Um, yeah, I forget her name. Anyway, she was only like 19 when she did this. So oh, it's wow. like when she was super young. And uh, I really liked it. It was funny. So recommend it. Might check it in. Yeah. And then I finally watched Ford versus Ferrari. Um, my first watch and i really liked it i had a good time mm-hmm. yeah. nice so that's pretty much it and you oh, watched I... old boys yeah old boy. <laughs> and uh i started watching obviously you know light year yeah and a new shutter movie called josiah saw something or oh something like that. yeah yeah it has uh patrick uh the guy from t2 in it last name patrick T2. The guy that plays the bad, bad guy in T2. Oh, um, he's on like uh, um, the John Cena DC show. Mm-hmm. Peacemaker. Yeah. What's his name? Jonathan Patrick. Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick. That's yeah, it. yeah. So I started watching that <laughs> only like thirty minutes in. So nice. Can't really say much about it right now. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, I saw an ad for it the other day. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Shutter's been kind of hit or miss lately. Yeah, so they just added that Amityville movies on there. Oh, did they? Yeah. Sweet. Um, I didn't watch very much this week. Uh, I started the week off watching Allegoria, which okay. is on Shutter. Um, it's directed oh, by. I think I saw it on there. Yeah. yeah. It's directed by Spider One, who is Rob Zombie's younger brother uh i wanted to hate it but i also wanted to like it so i just cut it right down the middle um, nice it didn't make a whole lot of sense but like visually it was very pleasing yeah um so yeah that's a 2022 movie i knocked off uh i watched prey but i can't give it a rating yet because we're going to be doing an episode on it yeah. this week uh, so I wanted to keep that completely blank so you didn't peek at it. Okay. Uh, question. Mm-hmm. Did you watch it in the Comanche version? No, I didn't, but no? I would watch it again in the Comanche version just to see. Yeah, I think I might do my watch on that. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool that they did that. Yeah. Uh, and then I watched Coco, which added to my Pixar playthrough. Nice. And I'm also in the midst of watching Lightyear. I'm about three quarters of the way through it so i'll probably finish that up tonight other than that i haven't watched did you mention you won't be alone in the last episode no i watched that like a while back and i forgot to log it oh okay okay so i just i tossed it in there the other day um so i probably never talked about it back then whenever i watched it either didn't like it um i feel like i need to rewatch it 
because I feel like it deserves a better score than what I gave it. But it's just it's a witch period piece movie, so you kind of have to be in the in the Mm. mood for it. Okay, I see, I see. Shows here that I rewatched it, but I have only watched it once. Um, Cool. Yeah, that's it for me. Nice. Quite weak. Um. Yeah, we're back watching Big Brother again. Oh, nice. (laughs) We're like six episodes behind, so we had the morning to ourselves on Sunday morning. We banged through a couple episodes of that. Nice. Yeah, we've been watching the new Love Island season. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, pretty much caught up with it. I think they, like, released that episode, like, every, like, every day or every other day, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Reality TV junkies. Yeah. Yeah, we watched uh the Woodstock documentary too. Oh, how was that? It's really good, man. Yeah. Uh it's only three episodes, so okay. It's a quick watch to get through, but yeah. Man, looks wild. It's, it's crazy, man. Like and like the organizers, like they're just like talking and they have like they they're so clueless, like they don't want to admit like they fucked up and like they yeah. try and blame it on on some of like the acts that performed during Woodstock and it's like dude like <laughs> it's crazy man it's crazy it's like firefest exactly yeah yeah hmm. yeah i saw it on netflix the other day <clears throat> i do want to watch it yeah yeah it's good all right we're ready to talk about this movie yes sir Like we said in the intro this week, we're talking about Old Boy from 2003. Before we start talking about it, what are you drinking? Uh, Nothing too exciting. Just still drinking my Miller Lights. Uh, Make Josh proud, you know. I almost grabbed one out of my fridge too, but. (laughs) Nice. I grabbed another set, uh, season 13. Oh, nice. The old old Meg Death. Yeah. I uh, didn't really drink a whole lot of beer this weekend. <sighs> Just as good as the first time. <laughs> All right. Starting off with the synopsis. <clears throat> After being kidnapped and imprisoned for 15 years, Odai Su is released only to find that he must find his captor in five days. It's pretty accurate. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's already found his captor. He yeah. has to solve why he was captured in five days. Yes. <laughs> uh, the movie is directed by Park Chan-wook, who did The Handmaiden, Thirst, and arguably one of the best movie titles I've ever seen. I'm a cyborg, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> and a movie called Stoker. Nice. So I, yeah, I've uh, I've heard some people talk about Handmaiden before, mm-hmm. so I think that's like on my list. Yeah, to watch of his. Yeah, yeah. Old Boy now is the only movie that I've seen of his, but The Handmaiden I've definitely heard of before. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, the cast <laughs> list. This is a South Korean movie, if you didn't know. Um, so a lot of the actors are... I don't have movies for them just because they were all like Korean movies that I've never heard of. So um, they're main dude though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Choi Min-sik played uh, Daisu O or Oh oh Dai Su, however you want to pronounce it. Yeah. Uh, he was in I Saw the Devil, which is a movie that we covered a while back. Yeah. And he was also in Lucy. Yeah. Um, next is Yuji Tai, who played Wu Jin Lee. Uh, he was in The House That Jack Built. That was the only one that I recognized. Yeah. He, he played Man Number Two. I don't remember him at all. For the movie, <laughs> I'm guessing he was a very minimal character. But uh, man, I was like surprised by like these first two actors. Like they don't have that many acting titles. No, they don't. And like, I know I'm surprised by uh, the main dude. Um, what's his name? Troy Min Sick. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's a great actor. And like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't hey, know. he was really good in this. He was really good in I Saw the Devil. Yeah. Um, I've never seen Lucy, so I can't make a bit judgment off that movie. But either. Um, next I have Kang Hai Young, who played Mido. I didn't have any movies listed for her. And then I have Kim Byung Ok, who played Mr. Han. Yeah, he kind of looked familiar, but yeah. He uh I liked him. He was a cool yeah, character. He was funny, yeah. <laughs> Just very stoic and like yeah. no emotion throughout the movie. Um, but yeah, he was like uh, Wu Jin Lee's bodyguard kind of guy. Yeah. I'm going to assume you don't have any honorable mentions, but maybe you do. No, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't either. So I guess uh, we'll just dive into the movie discussion. Yeah. Um, so you had uh, mentioned before recorded that you didn't have your letter boxed rating up yet and you yeah. had a reason for it yep so i'm guessing that either you you watched it twice i did watch it twice okay yeah okay um so story i watched it the other day mm-hmm. i can't remember what day it was but anyways um and i finished it and i went to letterbox and i was ready to give it like a two or a 2.5 Okay. And then I saw everybody else's ratings and they're like four, four and a half, five. And then I checked like scores online and they're like fucking through the roof. And I was like, what did I miss? Because (laughs) I did not like this movie. Um, So I was like, okay, I got home from work today. And I was like, I got to give this movie another rewatch because like, obviously I'm missing something. Yeah. Yeah. So I watched it again and I had a better understanding of what was going on in the movie. Yeah. Um, because I found it very hard to follow the first time I watched it. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, it ended up getting the score that it has now. Yeah. That's how I feel like my first watch, like first watch, I was like, yeah, like it's like, I don't know. It's, it's not like paced badly. Like it's only two hours long, but like mm-hmm. some parts definitely kind of feel dragged out. Like, like your first watch, like mm-hmm. you're thinking that something like crazy or exciting is going to happen, but it's just them like investigating, trying to figure shit out. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you get to the end, you're like, kind of like, I don't know, not fully understanding, but then like 
you know, your second or third watch, you know exactly what to look for and stuff like that. So I feel like you pick up on stuff and then like, like finally like, Oh shit. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it definitely took me a second watch to, to get a grasp on it. And like, this is one of those movies too, that everybody talks about being like, Oh my God, it's so fucking crazy. Like the gore is off the wall and like the kills are nuts. And like, I didn't get any of that. No, I think there's only like five or six kills and most of them are off screen. Yeah. Yeah. And like the parts that would be gory if we could see them were like, like you said, off screen. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's one scene that would be absolutely disgusting if we could have watched it. Yeah. But I'll, I'll bring it up after cause it's right at the end of the movie, but okay. Yeah. Um, the worst part was him eating a fucking live octopus. <laughs> yeah. Which he had to do uh, four times. Yeah. And he's actually like a Buddhist or something. So you had to like pray after. Oh, something really? Like that. And then like, I guess uh, this played at, um the grand prix at uh, the cans festival yeah cans festival i guess after the uh the director he after the movie he thanked the octopi and like his cast and crew (laughs) because he had to go through four of them yeah oh man fucking nuts man nasty um yeah so i mean basically the premise of this movie uh daisu gets kidnapped he's locked away for 15 years and then he gets released um after if this happened to you what would you do like obviously he has to find his capture but like would you just say like fuck it like whatever like it doesn't matter anymore or would you like want to find out who did it I'd want to know why at least I would want to know why. Yeah. Cause like he has zero idea why he's been locked up for 15 years. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would go on like an all out killing spree to find the guy who did it. Yeah. But I would definitely at least want to know why. Yeah. Cause that, that ruined his life. Right. Like his wife died while he was in there. He had a little girl. She grew up. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it ruined his life. I mean, did it though? Well, apart from like <clears throat> the things that happened after, I felt like were more fucked up than him staying there for 15 years. Yeah, but I mean, like he lost his family, right? Yeah. Now he does mention at one point that he's grateful for, for being locked up. Because I mean, like, like there's, pro- I feel like there's pros and cons to this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the dude, gained an insane amount of knowledge yeah from just watching tv every day for 15 <laughs> years straight <laughs> and he learned to fight yeah taught and himself he, to fight I mean, he stayed in a pretty nice room it wasn't like you know like he wasn't tied up or like in slums or anything like that it was like yeah a nice hotel room and got fed dumplings that he eventually got sick of eating <laughs> yeah 15 years of dumplings but i mean yeah like i get it but i mean at the same time you're still locked up in seclusion you're by yourself the it said he says too like you have to make friends with the tv because it's it's your church it's your teacher it's your blah 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 like your lover everything yeah 
um, no contact with the outside world, except for the person that brings him food. And even then, like they don't talk to him. Yeah. So, I mean, like the fact that he didn't go insane, which I know they drugged him in order for that to not happen, but still like you would just want to go insane. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, yeah, he did gain a wealth of knowledge and he did learn how to fight and he lost a bunch of weight looked so different from like the first scene to like 20 minutes (laughs) into the movie i was like is this even the same guy (laughs) that his hair was wild yeah (laughs) oh the one scene later on in the movie when when they wake up from uh they get gassed at one point and he sits up in bed and his hair is literally just like (laughs) yeah (laughs) um Man, I love the opening scene of him drunk in the jail. Yeah. It was so fucking funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wasn't so flirting good. with her. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, I have to piss so bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, while he's in jail, they're saying that uh, he killed his wife, that he's the one that killed his wife. Um, and does he keep trying to kill himself in there? Like, cause he has the cuts on his wrist and stuff like that. And they keep having to come in with like the tarp and stuff and like mm-hmm. kind of pull him away. Yeah. So one of the scenes they, or he mentions like he's doing like a narrative sort of, and he says basically like anytime they needed to clean the room or change something in the room or cut his hair, they would gas him. Yeah. And then it mentions too, like anytime he wanted to hurt himself or like commit suicide, they would toss the gas in there and then go in and fix them all up. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, you'll see periodically he'll break through, like, he'll break a mirror and he uses yeah. the glass shards for to slit his wrist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he gives himself, like, a tattoo. Like, his, mm-hmm. like, I don't know how he does it, but, like, he gives himself a tattoo of, like, every year mm-hmm. and he gets up to, like, I think 14 and then, like, the 15th year. I don't yeah. know if he actually puts it on his, uh, on his hand, but no, he only has the 14 marks. Yeah. Which is like it looked it looks so fucking real whenever he's doing it because like he's using a needle and ink. Yeah. And he's like, you can see his skin like completely pushing up with the needle. Yeah, going under his skin. Yeah. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be surprised if this guy actually fucking did that. Oh, for sure, man. He got eight fucking four octopi- <laughs> octopus. Like <laughs> um and uh so yeah, he gets like brought in like dumplings, and then the one day he gets like an extra chopstick. Mm-hmm. in his thing and then he's like so worried about the guy next to him like well that guy only has one chopstick probably <laughs> so how he's gonna eat <laughs> and then like he uses the chops to cut away the bricks and then he reaches outside and gets outside um but, yeah he gets his hand out yeah yeah and that same year they end up letting him go yeah he's just like a hypnotist like comes in and She's like hypnotizing him, and then she's like, Oh, dream about that you're in a field. And then he like mm-hmm. wakes up and he's like, You think he's in a field, but he's just like on top of a roof in this like yeah. big suitcase. Yeah. And I love this little scene with the guy <laughs> trying to kill himself up top that yeah. has a little like dog. <laughs> and I love, uh, the guy like falls when he catches him. The dog is like sitting there. It's like the dog's <laughs> like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah. And then he's like, "Oh, I gotta tell you about like my life and what happened." And I like that they're just sitting there, and he's like, "Yeah, that's how my life happened." And the the guy that was gonna commit suicide is just like, 
All right, now let me tell you mine. The guy just fucking dies who just gets up and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> Don't care. Yeah, I do not care. He gets to the bottom of the building and then he's walking across the street and then Buddy fucking smashes down onto the car. You just see like the dog like kind of like pop up with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poor dog, man. <laughs> um, and uh, they built all of these flats. Like he lit up on the roof. He says like, this is like the street where like the uh, the phone booth was where he got kidnapped, mm-hmm. and he's like, all these flats weren't here before. Yeah. So, um, oh, I love that. Well, I don't love it, but I like how he gets in the elevator with that lady, and like clearly he like assaults her or something, but just like takes her sunglasses, wearing them like throughout the yeah. rest of the movie. <laughs> he's like, what did he say? this is a female human being or something like that. Yeah, and he's yeah. just like up in the corner. He's just like <laughs> chilling in the corner. Yeah. Uh, and then he like, um, I like his first kind of fight scene, whatever he like walks up to like the group of thugs and just grabs a cigarette with the one of the mouse. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I wonder if all of my fake punching over 50 <laughs> years will, <laughs> will work. And then he gets like punched and then he like gets up and he says that he's like, starts beat the shit of him. He's like, yeah, I guess it does work or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, he kicked the fuck out of them. He did, yeah. But yeah, like he's like learned a lot. Like he learns how to fight. Mm-hmm. And then like he just knows all of this like random knowledge. Like mm-hmm. there's a few scenes where he just like says some scientisty stuff. Yeah. And yeah, it's great. One thing we didn't mention, like whenever he was still in his prison there. Uh, he started like he drew like a, a body on the wall and that's how he was training like he was like strengthening his fists and stuff just by punching this wall the whole time and you see is the calluses on yeah. his hand they're huge man. yeah jesus yeah you're not breaking through those no um uh, one question i do have with this movie <clears throat> so we know that the main guy who kidnapped him Wu jin mm-hmm. he did it for a certain reason which we'll get to later on but in the control room where the guy who gets his teeth ripped out, mm-hmm. there's all these TVs of other people in there. Mm-hmm. So did Wu Jin kidnap them as well? Or is this just a place where Wu Jin is paying this guy to hold him here? Yeah, no, this is like, it's like a prison, um, like a prison hotel kind of thing. Okay. And it's only one floor, but it's a floor that's in between two floors. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like whenever we see Dai Su follow the the food delivery guy, yeah, he pushes floor seven and eight on the elevator at the same time. Yeah. And that and it takes you to like the middle floor. Yeah. Um, where all of this is. But it someone mentions it at some point that like people will pay to have people held there for a certain amount of time. Oh, okay. Like okay. however long they want to be there for. Right. Okay. And uh, what's his name? Wu Jin. He wanted him in prison for 15 years. So he would have had to pay like a shit ton of money. To have oh, okay. Then at the there. end, Daisu pays whatever for, or was it uh, until July 5th or whatever? Yeah. To, to hold uh, Mido. Yeah. To make yeah. sure that she was safe. Yeah. Yeah. Because <clears throat> that's after he knows that he has to figure out why he was imprisoned within the five days. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's like 
walking around outside. He's trying to like figure stuff out. And then like some guy randomly comes up, gives him a cell phone and a wallet and says like, I don't know anything, but just take this. And uh, then he goes into the sushi place and this is where he meets Mido. Um, So on your first, on your second watch, after you knew like exactly what happened, did you like, did it make any more sense to you? Like, did you pick up on anything during that interaction or did it seem like a normal interaction between them? It seemed like a normal interaction until he faints. Yeah. Like he just randomly faints after she touches his hand. So on the first watch, I was like, what the fuck? Like, is that because of the octopus that he just ate? Yeah. Um, But then like at the end of the movie, you find out why. And then also he does say like when she brings him back up to the apartment and she's like, oh, that's weird. Like you have no fever. And he's like, yeah, like when you don't get at the right sunlight, you like don't get Mm. vitamins A and E or whatever. So like maybe that's what he thinks he fainted. Yeah, that's true. But really it's because he was like hypnotized the whole time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Before he goes into that restaurant though, like you talked about the interaction with the homeless guy and I love, he's just sitting there like, on the ground watching TV in front of like a storefront and yeah. he, he narrates and he's like, what's that smell? <laughs> <laughs> and he looks beside him and there's a homeless guy just chilling there yeah. beside him. Uh, yeah. And so like, he's up in there and um, I really like the relationship between Mido and Daisu, mm-hmm. which makes like the ending of this movie even way more fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I'm just going to say, okay, so these two are, Mito is his daughter, mm-hmm. but obviously on your first watch, you don't know this. Until the very end. Yes. So on your second watch, like, how did you feel, like, during these scenes, like, seeing their interactions, like, when she goes in the bathroom and she's like, Oh, I have no lock, so I have a knife, so don't come in. I'll gut you like a fish. Yeah, but he just like runs in, flies through the and door, tries to like get up into her vagina or something, and then she like just like kicks him out. And he just like storms off, pouting. Yeah, like she bops him in the head with her. Yeah, knife. like what? Like your second watch? Like what did it like make you feel like? Like it honestly, like I knew the way that it ended. But at the same time, the way that they interacted with each other, like they didn't make it obvious, even like on a second watch, like yeah. that they were father and daughter. Like they 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 start off as friends, and like he tries to pull his shit, and she tells him like, no, no, no. Um, when I'm ready for this type of relationship, I'll let you know. Yeah. But then, because... like, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, but then like the rest of the time, they're just they're just like friends that are kind of hanging out. Right. Yeah. Like they don't really seem like they're in love until certain parts of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I think she must be only like she'd be 18. Yeah, exactly. Because Wu Jin said he started raising her when he she was three. Mm-hmm. And then so he, she's probably a virgin, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of what the whole thought process was whenever she turns him away, says that she's not ready for that yet, and then spoiler alert they do end up having sex yeah and it's very painful for her so that's kind of what i was getting from yeah. that yeah so um, she lost yeah, her i do i do like how she like i was like but when the time's right like 
Oh, what she say? Just give it to me. Yeah. And like, I don't, it made them like it developed their relationship very well because like mm-hmm. in the prison, there's one scene where after he gets gassed and wakes up, he like look at his arm and sees this little like bump under his arm moving and then an mm-hmm. ant like pops out and then like all these ants come in his face and he tells her about the story and she's like, yeah, I like I heard that people that like struggled mental illness or something like that see ants and then like it has a flashback of her on some train and she's by herself crying and then you see this like giant ass ant at the end of the subway and she's mm-hmm. just sitting there crying and stuff like that yeah so there was uh um they had like they almost had like a brother sister sort of relationship in a sense like because mm-hmm. uh was talking to his friend um fuck what was his name uh, uh juwan he was talking to him on the phone and he's he mentions Mido and he's and Juwan's like, oh, who's Mido? And Daisu's like, oh, just some girl who cries a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like even their interactions, like in the sushi place, um, mm-hmm. he says, uh, what was he saying? He says, like, girl sushi chefs have mm-hmm. like warm blooded hands or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then he like knows the TV show that she's on because like immediately they're like, do I know you? And then he's like, oh, you were on like mm. this, this and show. And she's like, she says, oh, I wasn't that great. Like uh, at least someone's watching it. Mm-hmm. And then like, yeah, like their interactions. That was one thing that I picked up on too. I forgot to mention that whenever they're having that uh, talk mm-hmm. and he says, she looks familiar because of the TV. And then she goes, yeah. Like she mentions how he looks familiar too. And I was like, aha, she oh, remembers him from her childhood. Yeah. <laughs> Like I didn't catch on that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I really like their like relationship there. Mm. Um, and he, so he goes and like visits some people. He finds out that uh, she lives in, or he's told that she lives in Sweden and that she calls every so often. So do you think that the person calling was just someone pretending to be her? Yeah, I didn't really get that whole. I forget what the name was, Ava something. Yeah, Ava. I don't. I didn't really get that little side bit. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. That's like this movie is all over the place, so it was hard to keep track of everything. Yeah. Um. So it, it's it's kind of like the Matrix, right? Like you have to watch it like fifteen fucking times, and then you can finally grasp it. Yeah, that's fair. Just because it's kind of all over the place. Yeah, uh, I love the the scene of him like figuring out like, oh, we got served these dumplings, so I'm gonna go around to like all the restaurants and try every single one. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you were served, say like I don't know, pizza, like every day for 15 years, would you get sick of pizza? Do you think? Oh. Uh. Every day for 15? Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> I probably. love some of the scenes when he's like, gets to like the fifth restaurant. He just like sees a dumpling and he like looks like he's going to throw <laughs> up. He's like, I don't want to eat this. That was another interaction too that I really enjoyed because she like, at the first restaurant they go to, she tries to feed him one with the chopsticks. 
and he just kind of like swats it out of his way and then yeah. just grabs it by himself. It's like it's like he he enjoys the companionship, but he also doesn't want anything to do with her at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he figures out which restaurant it's from. Uh, before that, he is talking to I believe Wu Jin. Wu Jin calls him. Mm-hmm. And uh, is this where he tells him that he has till July 5th to like figure it out? Or is that in their that, personal meeting? Yeah, he tells him that in person. Okay. This one, he's he mentions that like it was an experiment why he imprisoned him. Um, and taunt, oh, yeah. like he tells Daisu to come and find him. Um, and he mentioned he says a line, which I thought was really cool. Uh, a grain of sand and a rock both sink in water with the same speed. I think they mentioned that at the end too. Mm-hmm. They well, bring it back. And there's also the uh, laugh and the world laughs with you, weep and you weep alone. Yeah, that was the painting that was in his yeah. prison. Yeah. Which, yeah. like, both those lines are really like, but uh, deep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he like grabs the hammer and then he figures out that it's like violet's blue dragon or whatever that makes it mm-hmm. and uh, i love that he like follows the delivery guy all the way there <laughs> and then it's like standing there just has the hammer his hand behind his side the guy gets an elevator the guy hits like the two numbers yeah and he's like tell your chef to use less <laughs> scallions because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he he runs he chases after this guy and the guy's on like a moped yeah. And he's like, I don't know why they picked a place so far away. He's like, I've already passed five Chinese restaurants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot of comedic breaks in this movie. Yeah, there was. Yeah. Whether it yeah. was intentional or not, but. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So they're at set, uh, floor 7.5. He finds like the main guy that's like controlling this, like, kind of jail. Mm-hmm. and um what'd you think of this scene of where he's interrogating the guy oh and like fucking popping his teeth out dude that's a way to get fucking teeth out <sighs> wow and like they don't shy away from either like they show it like in his mouth and mm-hmm. like he starts prying you see like the blood like start to squirt out yeah that's brutal yeah because he he puts the teeth between like the claw hammer like, yeah and like twists it out yeah Ugh. And he, he knocks out 15 teeth for the 15 years that he was captured. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I, this, this fucking scene is the next scene is like probably my favorite from the movie. Mm-hmm. It's so good. So when he gets out there and there's just like a hallway full of bad guys with weapons. Mm-hmm. And Daisu <laughs> is so funny, man. He's just like, all right, raise your hand if you're AB positive. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, two guys raise their hands. He's like, here, he, like, has the gun. He's like, his the towel is, like, so blood red. red. Like, yeah. so red. And he's like, he's lost 15 teeth. He's losing blood quick. Take him. He, like, throws him. The guys leave. And then, like, the rest of the guys that have the weapons and shit, this, like, they just start going at it and, like, mm-hmm. This shot that they do of like the, the fucking, I don't know, I side, guess it's, it's like, like a side scrolling video game, really. Yeah. They had this in uh, Sifu. Oh, really? Video game. In like the first level, they have that same thing. I thought it was. Oh, that's sick. cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, like I guess this scene took three days to shoot. Really? And the, the only CGI they use is like for like the knife in Daisu's back. Mm. And to, to like correct a couple like punches that land. Mm-hmm. But other than that, the whole scene was like, he did his own stunts and all that. Stuff. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. There's a couple times, like, I'm not surprised that he did his own stunts because there's a couple times where like, he just swings the hammer and like completely misses anything that's around him, just smashes yeah. it into the wall. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, it's chaotic, right? So you can kind of expect him to make a few mistakes, but yeah, yeah that scene is so fucking cool, man. The way that they shot that. Yeah, because like, like in most other action scenes, like when you get that like big group of people, like there's nowhere for the camera to go. You gotta get like really shaky camera because you're in like this fucking chaos mm-hmm. or you can't see what's happening because there's so many guys. So like with this view, you see everything that's happening. Like mm-hmm. he's kicking ass at the start and then like he gets hit a few times. He's down. He's like piled on. And then somehow he like fucking takes someone and like pushes them back into everyone. And he's just kicking ass. Like everyone's mm-hmm. down and like, just like this big fat guy that yeah. gets like punched like four or five times in the face. And yeah. guys are like scared to go at him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Man, it's sick. And I love like he gets them all down and he fucking gets to the elevator and the elevator doors open up and there's like five more guys sitting in the elevator. <laughs> yeah. And then like, you don't see anything, but then you see the elevator doors open on another floor and all the bodies come falling out and he just like st- steps all over top of them all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so sick. Um, so yeah, now um, Daisu is going to Juwon's internet cafe, which, uh, Wujin sends him to actually he tells him like oh you're going to the internet cafe i think this is where they oh no they don't meet in, in person yet no um before this though before he gets to the cafe he's out on the street and he collapses in a crosswalk and somebody picks him up and puts him into a taxi and pays for the taxi to take him to a specific location and this isn't this is something that i missed on the first watch but the guy like lifts his face up and it's fucking uh Juwan or uh Wujin. Oh, Wujin. yeah 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 because he has like that uh the bucket hat on right? yeah mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> uh so that he gets to the internet cafe and you kind of find out um where's that so i'm trying to remember he finds out that mito set him up but i think at one point she has like She's doing like a Zoom call, not a Zoom call because Zoom wasn't around, but this is like ICQ. <laughs> yeah, it's like an internet chat, but it was like cameras and mm-hmm. um he the guy in the line like mentions like someone bit like, are you enjoying this prison now or something like that? And then Daisu thinks that Mido like set him up. Mm-hmm. Um and then they're talking about this uh evergreen place who like that guy she was talking to his like name on the chat was evergreen mm-hmm. and uh yeah so i think this is where he gives daisu till july 5th to kill mito is that what his proposition is or what his uh well he goes no he congratulates him on uh his wife's murder case being dismissed um and then Daisu goes back to his apartment with Mido and he tra- like he 
doesn't beat her up, but he's pretty forceful with her mm-hmm. to because he thinks that she's working with that evergreen guy. And then Juwan calls him saying that he tracked down the evergreen ID, found out who it is. And this part confused me too, because he's Juwan says that the owner's name is Sudayo. Yeah. Which is basically the exact same as his name. Yeah. And he's like, it's uh, what is it? Does the name Sue even exist or something like that? And I was just like, do you guys not like put two and two together in this part? Like his oh, name's Dai Sue and the and and his name's Dai yeah. Sue O, and this character's name is Sue Dai O. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because sorry, I, I mixed up because it's not in my notes, like there's so much going on, I don't like fully type out stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is the part where he gets back to the apartment in Mido is tied up with like the the other guy's name Sue Dio, right? The guy that owns the jail. No, it's Mr. Park. Oh, okay. So but Mr. Think... Park is there mm-hmm. with all the gain, and he has like his teeth done. He's like, I know a really good dentist or whatever, and he has like <laughs> bling in his mouth, and yeah, uh, yeah, he um is like pretends to like take the hammer and get rid of his teeth, but then he uh he doesn't end up doing it. Mm-hmm. Because um, Wu Jing like calls him and tells him like, "Oh, don't do it yet" or something like that. Yeah, because Wu Jin has that little button thing, and he tells tells Dai Su that uh, he can kill himself at any time because it's for his peace uh, pacemaker. Yeah. Um, and uh, he says, "Why would I want to do that?" And, he, and then he said, "Because like, if you start torturing me or anything like that, I'll just kill myself, and then you'll never figure out why." Yeah, you were captured. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I this love is- like whenever they're leaving too, and like Dicey was like, "Come on, man, let's fight! Come on, I'll take yeah. you on. <laughs> I'll cut your hand off." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which uh, Wu Jin later on hears mm-hmm. that. So yeah, um, yeah. So now Wu Jin is in the hotel with uh, Mister Han and Daisu, and I think this is where he tell tells him like. Well, he's like, oh, you now you know who did it. But he's like, I want you to find out why I did it. And like, he's just like fucking him with him the whole time. Yeah. And he left uh, Daisu a present. It is Mr. Park's hand with the rain on it. Mm-hmm. And then um, Daisu realizes that Wu Jin has been listening to him the whole time, finds a, uh, a bug on him. Mm-hmm. In the heel of his shoe, which was a cool spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, then they figure out that the Evergreen was actually Evergreen High School, which they all went to, mm-hmm. except for obviously uh, Mido. But um, it's weird that it took them like this long to figure it figure it out. Well, I think because uh, Wu Jin makes a point at one at some point in the movie too, where. He says, like, did you think that you forgot about all of this because you're hypnotized? And he said, no, you forgot about it all because it wasn't important. So I think right. he, like, that part of his life, I think, just escaped his memory. Mm-hmm. But even with, like, Juwan, like, how did you not clue in? Like, this Evergreen is the name of the high school that you went to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so now he's, like, kind of going around to different places, like, old friends. 
asking if they remember um because they find like a yearbook from there and they find out that someone named uh lee suwa i think she ended up dying she fell off the dam and then like um oh right before this too uh juwon's death was pretty fucking brutal too yeah like the guy just comes in just like kind of like the stabbing from the movie we just did uh max's violence violence. like he just like fucking stabs the fuck out of him with a broken cd (laughs) yeah he fucking snaps a cd in half and just stabs the shit out of this guy yeah but this whole scene was wicked because like juwan's in his internet cafe Mm -hmm. and uh uh jin says uh you've you figured out that i had you bugged so i can't listen anymore so now i have to go and do it this way and like listen to his conversations with uh with juan yeah and uh juan starts talking about how this suwa girl was like a big slut and he wished that he would have got into her and like yeah all this stuff just like being a complete pig talking about this girl who's dead yeah um and yeah it turns out it's wujin's sister yeah he stabs the fuck out of him yeah (laughs) yeah it's brutal and daisu's still on the phone whenever he's doing that and then he gets on the call with him Mm -hmm. he said my sister wasn't a slut or something like that yeah um yeah and uh daisu gives mr parks ring back to him Mm -hmm. is it there was hand i think right no they gave him the ring Oh, and okay. Mito says, oh, we threw the hand out because it was starting to rot. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, Daisu pays him to keep Mito here until July 5th mm-hmm. um, to kind of keep her safe. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we're getting a kind of like, it's like kind of alternating scenes. Like uh, Daisu goes back to the school and it's kind of like alternating between him like now like running around and like the other kids and him like as a kid and like mm-hmm. he seemed like a really cool like uh kind of like bad boy yeah kind of kid like he's always smoking and like teacher comes up and it's like i'll oh, get that filth out he's like i'm leaving today or something like yeah. that yeah uh so was uh lee su like a stepsister of Bujin, or do you think it was like his actual sister? I think it was his actual sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that, that whole thing is like fucked up. Like there's lots of incest in this movie. There is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, basically uh Daisu is like here. Like, I don't know exactly what he's looking to find at the school. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, like, unless he, like, is going around different places and remembering what he saw, because he was following um, Wujin and his sister, uh, they went up into, like, this, like, kind of, like, room, and he's, like, taking pictures and stuff, and he's, like, acting, like, very weird and, like, forceful. Mm-hmm. But then, like, she also, like, seems, I don't know, she's, like, saying no, but she's also like i don't know acting weird too yeah like she's saying no that she knows it's not right but she's also like kind of succumbing to it yeah like he goes up under her dress and like takes her underwear off and then she's like give me those and then like closes her legs and then he starts to undo her shirt and she doesn't stop him doing that no no 
Um, yeah, and then she like pulls out a mirror. Yeah, that and was it's weird. like looking like because uh Juwan said like she was a slut, and like so did the the slum girl too that he was mm-hmm. talking to. And um so maybe that's like what kind of like turn her on, maybe like to look at herself and she's like doing the mirror and then she like turns in and she sees Daisu looking into the little people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that happened. <laughs> and uh, uh, so she like fell off a dam and Daisu thinks that he killed her, but not really. Thinks that Wu Jin killed her. Yeah. Yeah. Because the sister, uh, Wujin explains at the end that she like knew it was wrong or something like that. So she was like imagining or that she became pregnant. Well, like, yeah, because he says that um, word was getting around because of Juwan. And Juwan said that Daisu was the source for this rumor going around. And then at the end, which I thought was a really cool line as well, he says, uh, Wu Jin says, um, it was it was your tongue that impregnated her. And he said, not Wu Jin Lee's dick. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, wow, that's a fucking <laughs> sick line. Yeah. yeah. That's a good line that you pulled out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so like the rumors were getting like she was starting to believe the rumors so much that she started to get this like phantom pregnancy. Yeah. Like her her period stopped coming, her stomach started to blow yeah. and all this stuff. So like her it was like her mind forced her body to believe that everything was actually happening. And so we get into kind of the final scene. Uh Daisu finds the penthouse that Bujin is at. Mm-hmm. He, I love that, like, because Wujin is like so, like, I don't know. He doesn't seem like like a villain, but like he is. He's just so carefree. Like, uh, Daisu is in the elevator trying to get up. He can't get the password, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, him and Mister Hand just walk in, do do do, and just stand there, like they don't even like. Uh, recognize that he's in there with them mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so weird yeah such a weird dynamic mm-hmm. um and then he gets up there and he's like changing in this like sick ass closet like oh man shit. that closet was so yeah. sick <laughs> um so what were your thoughts on like the initial reasoning as to why he locked him up like in the first place like the first time we watched it well, what reason does he give him? Because he started the rumor that yeah, yeah. So because yeah, okay. Because um, he tells a uh, Jew one, I think. Hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, like he's blaming Dai Su for his sister's death because she killed herself because of these rumors that were going around. Yeah. Um. But Dai Su is saying like he's he's pulling pictures off the wall that are behind him, and yeah. the one picture was. Uh, his sister in front of the dam that she jumped off of. Yeah. And Daisu was like, they said that she was alone whenever she did it, but like, who took this picture? And like, yeah. look at the date. The date was July 5th, 1977, or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, so he was like saying, like, you were there whenever she, whenever she died. So 
implying that he's the one who threw her over. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I think it's, I think locking a guy up for 15 years for starting a rumor about your sister. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I think the stuff after is definitely a bit too far. Yeah. But yeah, like, know, 15 years is a long time. Man. Well, and he goes out of his way to like, to make this guy's life hell, even after he takes him out of the prison. Yeah. Now, I mean, like, I get it. Like, if you, I could understand everything more if Daisu, like, actually killed her. Yeah. But, like, yeah. it was a rumor that got started and then she ended up committing suicide because of it. It's a touchy subject. <laughs> I mean, like, I, yeah. I, I want to say, like, he, he, because, went, like, went I mean, like, he but... did have sex with his sister. So, yeah. like, I mean, come on, man. Like, just that rumor alone. Mm-hmm. It's not a rumor, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, fair. It's facts. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, so, yeah. Um, sister thought she was pregnant. And then uh, he tells Jai Su that he hypnotized him in Mido. Mm-hmm. And like that part, like blew my mind. Like I feel this last scene has like just throws in like twist after twist, and it's mm-hmm. like it doesn't feel overwhelming. It's just like holy shit, holy yeah. shit, holy yeah. shit. The way that he told Daisu about who Mido was, like with the the photo album, I was like, oh damn! Like imagine how he felt flipping through each page and then like slowly starting to realize what exactly was going on and i love like even like when he's flipping through like as um a viewer like he's like flipping like it's showing her grow up Mm -hmm. because he was raising her the whole time right so she's getting older Mm -hmm. and older and then he gets to a few last pages and you're like hold on what the fuck yeah it's like that's his fucking daughter the whole time and yeah. he had sex with her and like <laughs> she's like in love with him and like mm-hmm. she loves her and it's like pfft, yeah holy shit and then like she also gets a present as well mm-hmm. which you think or Daisu thinks it has the same thing in it mm-hmm. and um we never yeah. know what's in that package though do we the one that she gets yeah no. Yeah, we never find out. No, you just assume that it's probably the same thing, but maybe mm-hmm. it's empty. Yeah. You know? Because he gets on the phone with Mito and he's like screaming at her, like, don't open it. Just wait a little bit longer. Yeah. Like, give me a few more minutes. And yeah, like begs her not to open it. And Mr. Park is sitting right there with her, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's yeah. the one that brings it to her. Yeah. Uh, I love Mr. Hands' death. Yeah. When he gets stabbed in the ear. Yeah. Well, that's not his sick. death. <laughs> that's not. Oh, even I guess death. not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because uh, after Daisu figures out, like through the photo album, he grabs a pair of scissors, sick ass scissors, by the way. Yeah. Um, and tries to go after Wu Jin, and then Mister Honda starts throwing him through all these fucking like glass pillars and like cases, and then he throws him up against a window. Yeah. And as he throws him up against. Uh, the window again or something like that he like quickly stabs him in the ear yeah with the scissors yeah and just the look on 
Mr. Han's face. He's just like kind of like like uh-huh. this, and then the blood starts to pour out of his ear. Yeah, and the motherfucker's yeah. still fighting him. Yeah, he, he gets is, him in yeah. a chokehold. He's just fucking choking him out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then uh, Wujin is like walking away, and then I think does. Oh no. So then, uh, yeah, before he like dies, he was kind of begging with Wu Jin, like, oh, don't tell Mido. Um, he's like, we're evergreen old boys or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then he is like freaking out. He's like, oh, I can be your dog. Like, and then he starts like licking his like shoes. He's going nuts and like barking like a dog. Wu Jin is just like laughing his head off. Wouldn't and, you be? Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck, this guy was acting like a maniac. And then Daisu goes and gets the scissors and proceeds to cut off his own tongue. And it's fucked up, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then to like end it, like this movie just keeps going and going, man. You mm-hmm. like Wujin starts walking away. And then you see that Daisu has the little remote that apparently controls his pacemaker. Yeah. And he fucking presses the button. Nothing happens. And then, like, Wujin gets in the elevator, turns around, just, like, smiles. Mm-hmm. And then the fucking tape starts playing in the background of them having sex. And it's like, dude. Like, just torture on top of the torture. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Wujin ends up shooting himself in the head and killing himself. This scene I thought was really cool, too. Because mm-hmm. it flashes back to the dam. And it's him holding his sister like over the dam and he's like crying and she's, she's very content with what she's doing. It's exactly the same shot as the beginning. Yeah. Whenever Daisu is holding the, the man, the man. Yeah. Yeah. And she's talking to him and she's just like, I don't have any regrets. Do you? And she like tells him to let her go kind of thing. Yeah. And then, so he does, he lets her go. But at the same time we see like, the the flashback version of him and it's also like flipping back and forth between him and like like uh past him versus present yeah yeah it's kind of flipping back and forth and then past him moves his hand like as if he's holding a gun and he cocks the the oh yeah the gun and then it's like boom and you see his head explode up against the elevator door yeah like that Um, yeah so then it cuts to uh, one year later. I think it's one year later, right? I didn't notice how long it was. Later. Yeah. Um, so now Daisu is in like a forest, like the forest, like it's really like uh, like snowy and stuff. And he's with the hypnotist and he's like getting hypnotized. And I don't fully understand this like last scene. Um, but See, I basically, love this last scene. Pardon? I love this last scene. Do you want to go in, in into it though? Then well, you go ahead. Um. So yeah, she like I don't fully understand it. So like she ends up like splitting the two people, mm-hmm. and like the way they did it, like got the shot of it, I thought was really cool. Like he walks up to the glass in the penthouse, and she's mm-hmm. like, "Okay, now look into that tree, and then like do something and." Now you're going to split into the man who knew or knows what you did with your daughter 
and the man who didn't. She's tur- yeah, she says she's going to turn him into two personalities. The beast who remembers the secret and the ignorant who doesn't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this line was said at the beginning of the movie too. Like the guy that was going to kill him, that was going to jump off the building. He says it, but he also puts it in this letter. Um, and it says, even though I'm no more than a beast, don't I too have the right to live? Yeah. Which I thought was like another really good line. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so she splits him into two personalities, the beast and then the ignorant Daisu. And she says the beast will um, turn around and, and start walking. And every step he takes, he's going to age one year. And then yeah. once he hits the age of 70, he's going to die. Yeah. So it's like she's taking that memory out of him. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And like leaving him with the Daisu that doesn't know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of fucked up too, because then we see him again with Mito and it's like, okay, are they going to continue on a relationship? That's what it seemed like. So that's fucked up. That is fucked up. Yeah. Like I know that neither one of them know their, the story anymore. Yeah. But like we do as viewers. Yeah. Like, goddamn. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because like she like says, like, oh, I love you, Daisu. And mm-hmm. he can't talk, obviously. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, that's the way it ends. Mm-hmm. Was there anything else that uh, you wanted to mention or talk about? Um, I don't think so. I think like, like I watched this movie twice in like a 36 hour period. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I enjoyed it today. Like I, yeah. I wasn't bored with it. Um, I think it's because I was picking up on so much extra shit Yeah. that it was almost like, it's not like I was watching another movie, but like I, it was just, I don't know. It was an interesting watch because I was understanding a lot more of what was going on with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I'm glad you picked it. I, I had a good time with it on the yep. second watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really want to watch the remake now. Yeah. Um, has Josh Berlin on it in it? My buddy from work, he actually said that he watched the remake first and before he knew even that there was like an original one. And he really liked the the remake, but he did like the the original one more. Mm. But uh, he said that I probably like the remake. So yeah. Um, it's on Amazon Prime, I think. So yeah. Well, yeah, it's Josh Brolin and Elizabeth Olsen, isn't it? Like, yeah, two two big actors. So yeah, yeah. I feel like it would be a shot for shot remake too. Do you think so? Do you think like Hollywood would do some of the things in this movie? Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. But I do. I do remember a scene with Brolin and Elizabeth Olsen, like, and they're laying on a bed. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So if if she plays his daughter in that movie, yeah, then maybe, maybe, maybe they won't go as far. Yeah, yeah. Asian cinema gives no fucks. So who knows? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's the way the blood splatters. All right. Okay, I know your letterbox score, but I wanna I wanna see your breakdown. All right. 
<laughs> How did you rate this movie? All right. So I gave the story a 10 out of 10. Um, I said such an original story along with plot twist after plot twist, including one of the most disturbing and psychological twists ever. Uh, the characters were great. The script and dialogue, fantastic. Uh, quality also gave a 10 out of 10. Okay. Uh, um, I said one of the best foreign films ever made. The directing and acting is fantastic. The score is really great, and the action scenes were filmed flawlessly. So, perfect scores all around. Wow! Yeah. Did so you give you, it? Did you give it a perfect score after your first watch too? Oh hell no! Okay, I was probably the same as you, honestly. Okay, I think I had a, like a three, oh, three okay. or three and a half. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, my story, I gave it a seven out of ten. <clears throat> I didn't do write-ups because i just finished it like right before uh we started recording so i didn't get a chance to do the write-ups for them okay um but my story i gave it a seven out of ten uh on the first playthrough i already said like it, it was just a jumbled up mess like i couldn't figure out what the hell was going on characters were like intertwining with other characters and i was like trying to remember who this person was and who that person was and mm. there was just so much back and forth between scenes and then flashbacks and everything like that. But on the second watch, like everything really ties in together really well. Once you yeah. already have an idea of what's going on. Um, I still think that it's slightly flawed um, okay. with the story. Um, but yeah, like you said, like the acting was really well done. The script was really well done. There was a lot of comedic factors throughout it. Um, whether they were intentional or not, I don't know, but mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I think even like on a third watch, I think this would even go up even more as you start to piece together more and more of it. <laughs> uh, my quality gave it an eight out of 10. All right. Um, the acting was good. The score was really good. The fight scenes and choreography were awesome. Um, the cinematography, like there's lots of different camera angles that we see in this movie that you don't normally see in movies. Um, yeah. most specifically that hallway scene. Like, where have you ever seen that before? Really? Never. Like, I don't think yeah. I've ever seen something like that before. Um, so there's just uh, the camera direction and everything like that with this movie was spot on. Um, I would have liked it to have been a little bit more violent and gory. Like, I feel like mm -hmm. I got let down with that. Yeah. Because this is one of those movies that people talk about so much as being like super violent, but it wasn't really. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyways, story is seven out of ten, quality eight out of ten. Nice. Yeah. All right, you guys know our scores. Let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they've scored it. The critics consensus. I have the right one this time. <laughs> <laughs> um, violent and definitely not for the squeamish. Park Chan Wook's visceral old boy is a strange, powerful tale of revenge. Nice. So based on that, what do you think the critics scored it? I'm going to go 90. Mm -hmm. Critics scored it 81%. Oh, wow. Okay. On 151 reviews and a 7.4 out of 10 average score. Nice. The audience rated it a 94%. Oh, wow. On 100,000 ratings and an average score of 4.4 to 5 or an 8.8 .8 out of 10. People love this movie. 
Yes. And <laughs> that's why I forced myself to do a second rewatch. <laughs> nice. Because I was like, there is no way I'm the only person in the world that thinks this movie is poop. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Letterboxd has a 4.3 out of 5. Um, I gave it a 5. You gave it a 4, I think. Uh, Anthony from Porcelain Peak gave it a five, and John from Porcelain Peak gave it a four point five. Nice. I had a lot of people on mine that had scores for it too. Yeah, there's. I have a ton of people too, but yeah, okay, not worth mentioning. Those are the important ones. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. So yeah, I mean, all around, people love this movie, without a doubt. Yeah. Are right, you ready for the scare section? Yes, sir. Okay, what did you give for a scare rating? So I gave it a 2 out of 10. Okay. Uh, Not so much a horror movie, more of a thriller. There is a couple uh, brutal scenes, um, but it's more like the psychological scare that is like more, I guess, because like all this shit happens just because of like a little rumor that happens. That's it. Uh, scariest scene. I said uh, Daisu pulling the teeth of Mr. Park. Nice. Just like it was so up close and personal and I thought it was shot really well. Mm. And would I survive? I said, yes, I would because I'm not the type to start rumors. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. What about you? Uh, my scaring, I, I gave it a one out of ten. All right. Uh, I said it's not a scary movie at all, but there is some gory scenes and imagery. Um, the idea of him performing unknown incest is a scary thought in its own too. Yeah. Uh, my scariest scene, I said when he cuts his own tongue off. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like, like you don't actually see it happening, but like the sound design in this scene, that's another thing I forgot to mention earlier. Like the sound design was really good. Yeah. Uh, and Choi Min Six acting in this scene was fucking phenomenal. Oh yeah. He's a really good actor. Like I wish he was in more stuff that, that was appealing to us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would I survive? I said, if I'm up against Daisu, there's no way. And the same can be said <laughs> if I'm in his shoes too, because there's no fucking chance I'd be surviving that hallway fight scene. Yeah. Okay. Nice. <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah. So that was good. I'm glad you, glad you picked it. And I'm glad I watched it a second time. It didn't just jump into this recording with my original thoughts on it. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. <clears throat> I debated it and I was like, no, like, like I know how much you love this movie. And I was like, there's, I can't just go in here shitting on it without giving it a second chance. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, and like, I'd probably get shredded because everybody on my letterbox loved this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So next week uh, you're going to be gone. So we're recording this episode this week. Yeah. Uh, and then it'll release next week. Um, but we're going to be talking about Prey from 2022. Yeah. Yep. Just just released this past Friday. Mm-hmm. I've already watched it. Um, I can't give my thoughts on it because obviously we're recording an episode. Yeah. Um, but I'm very excited to talk about it. I'm excited to watch it because mm. everyone is like typing it up and like, like I'm kind of worried now is like, I wish I didn't see everyone's like reviews and like thoughts on it. Cause like everybody's talking about this damn movie <laughs> and I feel like I'm going to go in it, like expecting my expectations too high, but 
Got to try and keep him down a bit. So yeah. Yeah. you should just watched it on Friday when it came in. I know. I know. I, uh, did I work Friday? Yeah, I worked Friday. So yeah, I came home Friday after work and I like, mm-hmm. boom, watched it. <laughs> it's like, I don't care if I need to watch this twice. I cannot wait to watch this movie. Nice. There you go. But, uh, yeah. So that's going to be our next episode. Um, and we originally had planned to just record four episodes in advance and we were going to drop uh, the two while you were gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but Erica from the Horror Cafe offered to step in and be a co-host for one of the episodes. Yeah. So our last episode of the month is going to be with her. Um, I still haven't picked a movie yet, but I have an idea of what I'm going to pick because it's a movie that you despise. So I'm doing you a favor and oh, I'm not, okay. not going to make you watch it. Oh, thank you, man. Thank because you. it's a movie that I've wanted to do and I've held off on doing because I, I just know you. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, maybe Erica feels the same as me. Well, maybe. But there you go. I can kick her off the podcast easier than I can kick you off. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, come back next week for Prey. Super fun. Yeah. Going to be super fun. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to catch us on social media, you can find us at Podcast on Elm Street on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you click the link in our bio on Instagram, you'll find links to our T Public account where we have our merch. There's also links to our uh, Patreon account if you wish to support the podcast that way. There's also links to both of our individual letterboxed accounts, our Discord server, and anywhere that you can listen to us. Yes, sir. And see. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll talk to you guys next week. Yep, see you later.